Jeremy. Which author went into hiding after receiving a fatwa issued by Ayatollah Khomeini? Oh, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Solomon Rushdie. That is correct. Mike, which book about a bunny's bedtime was ranked third on Time Magazine's 100 Best Children's Books of All Time? Good Night Moon. Good Night Moon is the correct answer. Drew, chartreuse is a yellowish-green color that gets its name from a similarly colored type of what? Flower. I'm sorry, the answer is liqueur. Jeff, taken from Leave it to Beaver, the label June Cleaver typically refers to a t- what TV stereotype? A kind of perfect mom. I'll accept that. Perfect housewife is the answer we were looking for, but Jeremy... Due to his line of work, what notable American is often referred to by the press as the Reverend Al? Uh, I think that's Al Sharpton. That is Al Sharpton. Mike, Uttar Pradesh state fought smog and set a world record by planting almost 50 million trees in 24 hours. Which country is it in? Oh, man, I've heard this and I forget. Um, like Bangladesh or something like that. I'm sorry, it's India. It was India. I should have gone with that first guess. Drew, which quarterback set the all-time mark for most passing touchdowns in an NFL career in 2014? Wondering if I'm overthinking this right here. <laughs> I did, so. <laughs> uh, Brady. I'm sorry, it's Peyton Manning. <laughs> Jeff, what author famously defined guts as grace under pressure? Ambrose Bierce. I'm sorry, it's Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> All right. Jeremy, the prime meridian sits on what line of longitude? Oh, man. Um, Hold on. Prime meridian goes this way. Zero. Zero degrees is the correct (laughs) answer. Mike, in which U.S. state is White Sands, where tourists can go sledding on 275 square miles of dunes made of ages-old gypsum crystals? I believe it's New Mexico. It is New Mexico. True. According to the actress, Nichelle Nichols only stayed on what TV series because of Martin Luther King Jr. Because Martin Luther King Jr. told her to. Star Trek. I got a question right. Yay. <laughs> Star Trek is the right answer. Jeff, when a person assumes the fetal position, what do they do? Uh, they kind of do it. Can I demonstrate it? Yeah, it's, like, it's, a... it's like you can like curl up into this little ball. <laughs> curl up into a ball is the answer we're looking for there. <laughs> Jeremy, helping people cope with the current economy, the, recess, the Recessionista blog primarily covers what area of interest? Uh, economics. I'm sorry, we were looking for fashion. Mike, what singer's revealing 1993 Rolling Stone cover memor- memorably featured two strategically placed hands? Uh, Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson is a correct answer. Drew. Oh, boy. What classic big screen comedy is available in a special Don't Call Me Shirley edition DVD? Airplane. Airplane is a correct answer. Jeff, with a high starched collar, black suit, and white hair, which fashion icon long served as creative director for Chanel? Why is it that I know all of the other questions? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he gets a mind. Oh, same. <laughs> got fashion, all right? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need an answer. I'm, I'm going to take the fifth on that one. Um, gosh, it was. Uh, I know, I'm going to know the name as soon as I hear it. I'm just going to say David Berm because he fits that uh, that type too. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was Carl Lagerfeld. Lagerfeld, god damn it! 
Jeremy, which Californication actor wrote a book about a talking cow named Elsie Bovary? The only one I know is David Duchovny, so let's go David Duchovny. That is a correct answer. Mike, in the 1997 film Donnie Brasco, Johnny Depp memorably explains the very nuances of what mob phrase. Um, is it forget about it? It is forget about it. Yeah. Drew, what NBA Hall of Famer is nicknamed the Hick from French Lick? The Hick from French Lick. Larry Bird. Larry Bird is a correct answer. I was like, I was like, that's the only way I can think of this going. And Jeff, what city in Greece is named for the goddess of wisdom and war? Athens? Athens is the correct answer. At the end of the hot seat round, Jeremy has 400 points. Mike has 400 points. Drew has 300 points. And Jeff has 300 points. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia. First was the hot seat round. Each player received five questions worth 100 points each. Next, teams will be randomized with their hot seat scores combined and 1,000 points added to each team. Teams will receive up to four sets of three questions. Each team will answer the same questions and wager 100, 200, or 300 points on their confidence. They will gain or lose their wager based on whether they get it right or not. They will also bet those same values on how difficult they think it will be for their opponents. If their opponent gets it correct, they lose their wager. But if their opponent gets it wrong, they will win their bet. After four sets of questions, or when a team runs out of points, the first round will end with the team with fewer points being eliminated. At this point, the friends become the enemies. The remaining team will divide whatever points they have left and play again against each other with the same rules. In this round, locking in an answer will trigger a 30-second timer for the other player to register their answer. After four sets of questions, or when a player runs out of points, we will crown this week's Frenemy Champion. Now, let's start the show. Frenemy Trivia, the trivia show where friends quickly become enemies. I'm Tim Dipple, your host for tonight, and I'm excited to get this show going. You heard them on the hot seat round, so let's go ahead and meet the contestants. First, we have Jeremy Goodson from Chicago, Illinois. Jeremy, how you doing? What are you drinking? And tell us a little about yourself. Um, I am doing good. A little bit tired tonight. It is Easter weekend and uh, coming off of like three weeks without a day off at work because of on-call shifts and people being on vacation. And I am tired, but I'm happy to be here. Um, a little bit about me. Uh, as I always say, I'm like an IT tech by day and uh, by night, uh, Twitch streamer, trivia nerd, uh, and all that fun stuff. And all that jazz, huh? Um, I am drinking. I should have said that first here. I'll repop the cap because I can. Um, um, although I already poured it beforehand. Uh, it is Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. Sounds That's delicious. Some, uh, yeah, bourbon whiskey here. It's good sipping whiskey. Well, we are glad to have you on for this inaugural episode. Uh, next up, we have Mike Mott from Alabama. Mike, how are you doing? And what are you drinking? Tim, I'm doing good. Uh, like Jeremy, it's been a little bit of a day. Uh, I think I maybe got a little more sleep, but I did wake up way earlier than I normally do on a weekend. Uh, and 
I'm still raring to go here, though. I've been excited. I've been looking forward to this for a really, really long time. So uh, just uh, happy to be here. I do, have, of course, have a lovely taste and hopefully taste. Yeah, I haven't popped it yet, but uh, beverage here. This is called the Tiramisu Unicorn. Ooh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's got a little picture okay. of a tiramisu with a unicorn on it. So that's where it gets its name. It's a tiramisu beer. It's an ale with coffee, cacao nibs, lactose, vanilla, and natural almond flavor from Pipeworks Brewing out of Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. I think that's how you pronounce it. Chicago. Oh my God. I'm going to just, you know what? We're going to step outside after this. Frenemy things beginning already. Chicago. Mike, everyone knows that it's actually pronounced Chicago. Ha. Ha. That's better. <laughs> I think I think it's a soft G. Did, yeah. Chicago. 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 <laughs> did I did I just make uh, several million enemies? Uh Illinois. Come on, feel the Illinois. I, I actually, yeah, <laughs> Illinois. I've heard, I've heard Illinois, where somebody was trying to be like smart. Like that's how it's really pronounced, right? Like no, no, no. no. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like they twa. Yeah, right, right. Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. So this this is actually very different than I was expecting. It's good, but it's definitely different than what I was expecting. Okay, well, we're glad to have you in our uh, first episode here. Third on our list from New Jersey, it's Drew Bucksbaum. Drew, same questions to you. All right. Well, yeah, as you said, I'm Drew. I'm from Jersey. Uh, tonight, what I am drinking is a uh, puffy jacket weather. It's a uh, hazy New England style nitro India pale ale uh, from Fegley's Brew Works in Pennsylvania. It's a fun little can. Very Drew nice. Jacket weather. Let's cool. crack this bad boy. Pretty solid, but I already knew that. So, <laughs> all right. And tell us a little about yourself. Oh, a little bit about myself. Oh, man. Uh, I'm a tourist. I enjoy long walks on the beach. <laughs> um, actually, well, I am a tourist, but I don't enjoy long walks anywhere. Um, <laughs> that, that involves exercise. Uh, I am the uh, host of the Nerd Off podcast. It's another trivia podcast. If you people can't get enough of this stuff. Um, you know, most of the people listening to this probably have already heard it because Tim has been on a few times. Mike's been on there. Jeremy's been on there a few times. I need to get Jeff on. <laughs> but yeah, well, we, that's me. Well, again, we're glad to have you. And our last guest tonight from Raleigh, North Carolina, Jeff Woodhead. Jeff, my friend, how are you doing and what are you drinking? Uh, I'm doing all right. A uh, long day, really weekend of cooking and <laughs> lots of stuff. It's uh, Passover this week. so. Uh, just had a friend Seder last night, uh, and of course, because it's Passover, I, uh, my normal selection of beer and whiskey is not available to me, so uh, I am drinking a cider tonight. It's the Molly Chomper Porch Swing uh, Cider. Uh, Molly Chomper's a cidery out of Lansing, North Carolina, which is just about as far northwest as you can go in the state without being in either Tennessee or Virginia. Uh it's so far Pleasant. out there. I didn't know it existed. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I didn't, I uh, didn't know there was a Lansing, North Carolina either before I bought this bottle of cider. So, uh, um, <laughs> it is very far in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I guess Ash County, I think. Uh, it's, um, but it's a very good cider. Uh, nice, uh, crisp, tasty. Um, I love a good cider, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So 
All right. Well, I am for our inaugural episode taking it a little bit easy. I'm drinking a nine and a half percent beer. It is the <laughs> it is the Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA, the Hazy Imperial IPA. And honestly, this is one of my favorite beers out there. <laughs> Just for like normal drinking. Like even at nine and a half. It doesn't hit like it, and it's just a really nice drink. So we're going to open that one. Get that nice little beer crack going. Oh, it popped there, man. Yeah. Have like a nice echo to it. That, mm-hmm. that trademarked Tim double pop. The double, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about how this is going to go. Everybody ready? Nope. No, I'm just kidding. I'm excited. <laughs> Let's do this. I've honestly been really excited to try this because you've been teasing it for a while. So I've been looking Absolutely. forward to this and we will yeah. see how it goes. Oh, sure. The two guys that only managed 300 points apiece. <laughs> All right. Tonight's matchup is Jeremy and Mike, who will start with 1,800 points against Drew and Jeff, who will start with 1,600 points. Our first three categories of the evening are comic books, advertising, and science. Go ahead and figure out your wagers, send them to me, and we'll read the questions. All right. Okay. All right, we're on the same page. Yep. Now. Oh, now we got to discuss the right. other way, though. Hold on. Um, same page. All right. <laughs> yep. Great, great minds and all that shit. The, the, the fun part about the whole friends to enemies thing is like you spend the whole first round talking about what categories you're strong in. Exactly. And then yeah. you become enemies. That's a really interesting dynamic. I'm excited to see how that plays out. All right. So before we jump into the first question, Jeremy and Mike, what did you wager on comic books? Well, we wagered 300 on comics. And Drew and Jeff, what did you put? Uh, 300 as well. All right. In the category of comic books, Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams teamed up in the 1970s for a cross-country adventure between what two DC superheroes? The run tackled hard-hitting issues such as poverty, corruption, pollution, racism, and drug addiction. Is that what you want to lock in with? Yeah, I think I'm going to lock in with that. Um, Okay. I guess we can get flavor text later. I'm not going to say anything that might give it away to the other team, so... All right, Jeremy and Mike are locked in. Drew and Jeff, you can talk it out. Oh, man, talking this one out loud. Okay, uh, I'm 100% that Green Arrow is one of the two, and I want to say the other in there is uh, Green Lantern. So if you're good with that, we'll lock it in. Drew, I know absolutely fuck all about comic books, so... I'm I'm very confident on Green Arrow. (laughs) <laughs> I'm only at Take about 50% on Green Lantern. All right, we're locking in Green Arrow, Green Lantern. All right, Drew and Jeff locking Green Arrow and Green Lantern. Jeremy and Mike, what did you say? Um, yeah, very similar discussion. Um, Adams and O'Neill are known for Green Arrow and Green, La- and Green Lantern, so the Greens uh, putting them together. I have not read this particular series, but it would make sense if they put them together um, for a cross-country road trip. Uh, so that's what we locked in with as well, uh, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. All right, both teams locking in with Green Arrow and Green Lantern. Jeremy and Mike, what did you wager on Drew and Jeff? Well, uh, 100, I believe. I think we gave them 200 for comics. Oh, did we give them 200 for comics? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we did, because I, I knew Jeff knew nothing about comics, but I knew Drew was pretty good at comics, so it kind of split the difference. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. And Drew and Jeff, what did you give? Uh, what did you bet on Jeremy and Mike's ability? We had a similar conversation. I, I knew this was a strong area for Jeremy. I wasn't sure about for Mike. So I'm like, all right, we're, we're, we're pitting my comics against Jeremy's here. Uh, and we gave them 100 on this. All right. So both teams locked in with the Green Arrow and the Green Lantern. And that is the correct answer. I love this comic run. I have this like super special edition, the super special edition, like 50th anniversary run. It was awesome. Yeah, so for, the, for those in the audio side of things, he actually held up the collector's edition of this comic with Green Arrow on one side and Green Lantern on the other. So that, that run was fantastic on social issues like light years ahead of its time. That's the one where Green Arrow basically taught Green Lantern like, hey, you need to like care about the world that you're policing. And uh, like it, it basically did the uh, the oil pipeline protests that happened like t five years ago, 40 years before that happened. It's the one where they found out that Speedy was a drug addict. All of that happened in that run. It was an awesome run. But what that means is that Jeremy and Mike have a net gain of 100 points, having wagered 300 and having lost their bet against Drew and Jeff, while Drew and Jeff have a net gain of 200, meaning we have a score of Jeremy and Mike with 1900 and Drew and Jeff with 1800. As we head into the advertising question, Drew and Jeff, what did you wager on yourselves here? Uh, we wagered 100 on ourselves. And Jeremy and Mike, we we also wagered one hundred on ourselves. Yeah, we thought this could go in so many different directions because advertising is such a broad category. I mean, comics kind of is too, and so is science. But like, advertising could be anything. It could be some in wheelhouse. It could be something completely obscure. Like, all right, we're gonna go low. All right, our advertising question. Boom! What antifungal product did tough acting coach John Madden appropriately promote in commercials in the '90s? Yeah, we're locked in. Yeah, we're also locked in. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> Andrew and Jeff, you were second, so go ahead and talk out your answer. Yeah, uh, I mean, we were both typing at the same time. He's just a quicker typer. So, Jeff, why don't you say what we said? Yep, we uh, we both said tough acting, tin acting, Tim. <laughs> All right, and Jeremy and Mike. <laughs> The exact same thing. I, I think I beat him to it by half a second, but yeah, tough acting to acting. Yep, exactly. The fun part is both of you bet 300 on the opponent. <laughs> yep, I figured. <laughs> so both of you have a net loss of 200 on this question. <laughs> the question all four of us knew, and we're all losing points. Yep. yep. We're like, oh, I don't know where this could go. And I was like, really? Yep. <laughs> Legitimately, it was the cat. So I was like, I'm an expert on comics. Jeff's like, I'm pretty solid on science. I'm like, great. Well, advertising could go in any possible direction. So that's our, that's our, 100 there on the flip side of that you know it could go in any direction for them so let's make that their three yep. yeah yep. <laughs> exact same conversation <laughs> all right jeremy and mike what did you wager on science uh, so we had 200 left so 200 all right and drew and jeff i think we also wagered 200 because that's also what we had left <laughs> you did <laughs> question in the category of science what medical treatment used for muscle disorders excessive sweating and cosmetic reasons is measured in mouse units which is the average amount that would be lethal to a mouse all right we're locked in all right drew and jeff are locked in jeremy and mike go ahead and talk it out 
Um, yeah, like, I don't know if you have something on this. The first thing that came to mind, because I feel like I remember hearing this at some point, and I'm hoping I didn't spell it wrong, so tell me if this is what you're thinking. Um, I, I was thinking, like, that I think it's botulin or botulinum, like, depending on how you, if you're using, like, the science term or I think, like, just the forward-facing term would be botulin, but... I'm not very strong in any of the sciences, and the medical sciences are one of my weaker ones, so I don't really have anything here i'm gonna have to defer to you yeah this is uh, I, I used to work in food service so you have to go over all these different things that could you know different poisonings yep. and stuff you could get in your food and this one stood out and i remember hearing it at a trivia show um so i, I think it's botulin or botulinum okay. like if you want to go with the scientific term for it I, I mean, locking in with yeah that sounds good all right and just to clarify you're locking in with uh botulinum i guess if you want the more sciencey term all right, and Jeff and Drew. Well, I think the sciencey term you were looking for is botulism. Um, <laughs> well, botulinum toxin. It was the full name of nah. what we locked in with, which was Botox. Yes. Yeah. The procedure is Botox. <laughs> All right. So you're locking in with Botox. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and Drew and Jeff, what did you bet on the opponent? Uh, also two hundred. All right, and Jeremy and Mike. Now we bet 100 on them. All right. And I am going to give both teams credit on this. Uh, it is botulinum toxin, which is Botox. And the fun story is, is basically the way I understand it is each unit is the amount that when injected into the rear of a 20 gram mouse would kill a ma that mouse in 15 minutes. And that's how they measure it. And then they inject <laughs> it into your face. <laughs> so, so the funny the funny thing here is i was all set to say to jeremy i don't fucking know botox yeah and then he said that and i'm like and i'm like that's yeah. vaguely related i didn't know it was actually the same thing so that's yeah. interesting you anyway. can get it from different food products too that's where i that's where my in is from yeah. it. but yes it's botox uh, uh I, I i went too far yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I you know i've never heard of it for excessive sweating that's that's a new one for me and i'm a pharmaceutical scientist so yeah, that, uh, that's what the, the wikipedia page said when i, I wrote I the question it, it just has to do with like the tightening of the skin it's probably closing yeah. off pores too so yeah i guess that makes sense if you ever buy a canned product at the store and it's bulging don't eat it that that's right. the same kind of poisoning you'd get. Yeah, uh, honey, that can is now on clearance, and in this economy, right. I'm eating that shit. <laughs> As a score update, everybody got everything correct in this one, uh, so we have reset to eighteen hundred to sixteen hundred after the first set of questions. Let's head on to que uh, the second set of questions. Our categories for this section are thunderbolts and lightning, music, and we didn't start it. <laughs> I, I thought I knew what that first category was, and then you said music. <laughs> what the hell are we supposed to wager on these? Jesus. Can um, I get those categories again? Because you threw me off as I was going to type them to. All right. The first category is Thunderbolts and Lightning. The second category is Music. And the third is We Didn't Start It. I, I hate I hate Tim right now so much. I know, I me too. <laughs> right now and really most times. Tim, you're you're really a friend of me right now because you're my friend, but right now you're my enemy. And that's the goal. All right, I, I like that, Jeff. I'll send that over to him, and I'll do it the way he freaking wants it. So once we're all locked in, I have a comment. <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right, let me just check my own freaking message here. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, so that's what you're submitted, and we're already sending in, like, I'm hearing these categories. I'm like, Thunderbolt's like, okay, that's the music category. He goes, yep. music. And I'm like, shit. And then I just <laughs> didn't listen to the last one for the first. And then he comes back and rereads the categories. I'm like, these are all music references, and I hate you right now. <laughs> yep. Like, Thunderbolt and Lightning is actually about uh, science. <laughs> music <laughs> is going to be somehow about geography. <laughs> and We Didn't Start It is going to be all about fires. <laughs> There's a joke very, I want to make. Very, very frightening. There's a joke I want to make, but I'm afraid it's actually going to be the question, so I don't want to make yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, like, try, I'm like, I can't say anything else because this is going to be one of them, probably. All right, Jeremy and Mike, what did you wager on Thunderbolts and Lightning for yourselves? Uh, we, just, we just went 300. Uh, we had no idea. We're like, all right, let's just uh, have some fun with this. Drew and Jeff, what did you put? 200. All right. In the category of Thunderbolts and Lightning, what actor voiced the titular character in Disney's Bolt? Yeah, I think we can lock in. Yep. Mike and Jeremy are locked in. Uh, Drew and Jeff, go ahead and lock it out. Or talk it out. I'm second guessing myself here. I mean, um, I'm, I'm not going to get anywhere with this. I've never seen the movie, so I hold on, know I'm trying very to little about it. I think, I'm, I think I'm wrong on this. The, the girl in it was not going to say in case it somehow comes up. Don't think it would, although it could come up under the music one. It um, won't. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to do that to you. Oh, fuck! I'm second guessing myself here. Go with your first instinct, Drew. Let's just go with it. All right, we're going Alec Baldwin. <laughs> All right, Drew and Jeff have locked in with Alec Baldwin. Jeremy and Mike, what did you say? Uh, you beat me to it, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it was John Travolta. Although I will yes. say that oh. I will say that before you read the question, I messaged Jeremy and I said I'm blind locking in with Galileo. So <laughs> if you want, <laughs> now I can make that joke. All right, and Jeremy and Mike, what did you bet on their ability? Uh, we gave them 100, so reversed ours. All right, and Drew and Jeff, uh, we gave them 200 as well. All right, so the answer is john travolta yes it is there is a reason that the category is thunderbolts and lightning it's bolt and greased lightning <laughs> I, I caught that after, after you said the question I'm like there's the lightning mm. i like john it. travolta we have a big score change after that question jeremy and mike are now at 2200 drew and jeff are at 1200 but it's still plenty of game left Oh, yeah. Wait, this isn't like golf. A lower score doesn't win. <laughs> well, we're going to need to start over. I've been playing this wrong. You're not John yeah. Rom, dude. <laughs> All right. Drew and Jeff, what did you wager on music? 300. And Jeremy and Mike, what did you bet? Uh, 200. All right. In the category of music, pulling out all the, of the stops is an idiom, meaning to make every possible effort to achieve an end. The origin of the phrase is in what instrument? We're going to lock in. Drew and Jeff are locked in. Uh, yeah, J Jeremy, I'm pretty sure this is the, the, the stops are from a pipe organ. And I yeah. think when they want to maximize the organ sound or whatever, they pull out all the stops. I think that's where it comes from. Yeah, no, I 100% I agree. I was trying to remember like 
what it was like you know it was just those brain farts and it was like oh, yeah the thing with the pipes <laughs> <laughs> I, I i had one of those in the middle of speaking in a work meeting the other day and i had to pause for a solid 10 seconds and be like my brain just stopped working and everybody laughed at me so yes i know 100 percent what that feels like but yeah that's Literally, what we're the with. thing with the pipes is what was going through my head and then you typed in organ i'm like yes that one jeremy and mike are locking in with pipe organ drew and jeff what did you say Hey Jeremy, on the count of three, can you hit your uh, your curse button? Yeah. One, two, three. You, Mike. Yes, it is. It is from the organ. The uh, yeah, the that that is Mike's explanation is exactly correct. It is the it is the the organ. Drew and Jeff, what did you bet on their ability? One hundred. And Jeremy and Mike. Uh, Two hundred. All right, so. A little bit of a closing of the gap there. Uh, Jeremy and Mike are going to come out with a wash, but Drew and Jeff are going to pick up 200 points. It is the pipe organ. Uh, so we have Jeremy and Mike with 2,200, Drew and Jeff with 1,400. Our next question is in the category of we didn't start it. So Jeremy and Mike, what did you wager on your ability here? Uh, this was another one we didn't really know what it was, so we just said 100 because it was what we had left we did three two one i mean there's no surprise because of what's left one two three we're like let's yep. just see what happens <laughs> all right and uh drew and jeff uh 100 for us here all right in the category of we didn't start it from the mohawk word for crooked river what is the name of the river which suffered multiple fires in history leading to the clean water act and the creation of the environmental protection agency we're gonna lock in uh, yeah we're, we're we're good with that yep yep Yep. Jeff and Drew are locked in. Jeremy and Mike, talk it out. I, I honestly don't have much on this one, and I that sounds right, so I, I say go with it. Yeah, the, uh, the Cuyahoga River sounds that rings a bell somewhere in the back of my head. I don't. I know what's involved, and in it it had some sort of environmental issue, and that sounds about yeah, right. So. I remember it had it definitely caught fire. Um, whether this is the one that caused the EPA to be formed, I don't know. But right, uh, yeah, uh, that that sits there for me. So let's do it. Okay, we'll lock in with Cuyahoga. Drew and Jeff, what did you say? Yeah, leave to the guy from Cleveland to uh, <laughs> ask a Cuyahoga River <laughs> <Right>? question. <laughs> so, yes, we, 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 got, we got Cuyahoga as well. <laughs> All right. And Jeremy and Mike, what did you, you wager 300? Both of you wagered 300 on each other, yep. Yep. Uh, which means you are both going to lose 200 points on this question because it is the Cuyahoga River. <laughs> uh, which does run through the center of Cleveland and is the reason why we have the EPA. Um, so at the end of our second set of questions, Jeremy and Mike lead with 2000 to Drew and Jeff's 1200. Our next three categories, business, fantasy movies, and television. All right. I have wagers from Mike and Jeremy. So I haven't had any booze in the house in like six weeks. And I bought some knowing that this podcast was coming up. <laughs> I drive you to drink, huh? <laughs> I, I very free PTB, BB, you know, like the, the, it's just one of those, like, I know what this is. Um, and, and I don't plan on getting trashed, but it's like, you know what, this and for the Thursday stream uh, for trivia, it's always good for like socials to actually have a drink. I've been hitting, I've been like sipping like buble water. <laughs> no, the, the only time I drink during the week is for recordings. All right, we have our wagers in. So let's start with Jeremy and Mike. What did you wager on the category of business? We wagered a whopping 100. And what about Drew and Jeff? 
Um, we also wagered a whopping 100. <laughs> Everybody feeling a little tenuous about this. In the question, advertising all over again, baby. Right. In the category of business, what retailer was founded as Babbage's in 1984, named for Charles Babbage, the father of the modern computer? The company rebranded to its current name in 1999. Yeah, we, we can lock in. Jeremy and Mike are locked in. Drew and Jeff talk it out. And I remember going to Babbage's in the mall back when I was uh, younger. Like, uh, And what did that store become in 1999? I don't know. I left Northern Virginia in 1999, so it's kind of a break in my actual uh, ability to understand things. I want to say it became CompUSA, but that's just a complete wild-ass guess. I mean, I don't have anything better. 99, I was 13, so yes, CompUSA was around then, because I believe, like, on my 13th birthday, I bought a computer at CompUSA, but I don't know how long they were around before that or what they possibly were before. Yeah, all right. I, I so guess we'll just, just go with it. that then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Drew and Jeff are locking in with CompUSA. Jeremy and Mike, what did you say? Uh, I got some flavor text on this one because I remember all of these stores that now became the same store. Uh, there was Babbage's, Software, etc., Funko Land, and EB Games <laughs> that all became GameStop. <laughs> in, in, in Jeff's defense, he doesn't shop at Babbage's because they don't eat cabbage. Oh, I used to go to Babbage's all okay, the time. Okay, that is an incredibly obscure reference I, that exactly three people on Earth will get, Mike. I know, <laughs> but I couldn't resist. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So CompUSA was founded in 1984. It was founded as Soft Warehouse, uh, and it got absorbed into Tiger Direct as of... Uh, it went defunct in 2007 and relaunched in Tiger Direct in 2012. The answer is Babbage's became GameStop. Nicely done, Jeremy. That was all him. I, I wish I'd gone bigger on this one because like, as soon as I heard Babbage's, I'm like, I know right where this is going. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as Jeff said he remembers Babbage's from the mall, I should have freaking realized. <laughs> And, and all I could do was start singing a really random ass song that Jeff and another friend of ours wrote 20 years ago. As soon as GameStop came out of Jeremy's mouth, I'm like, that is a thousand percent right. <laughs> I just remember shopping there like as a kid, like I'd love going to the mall because I wanted to go to Babbage's and right next door was software, et cetera. And then I think eventually Babbage's or software, so I forget which one, like, like they absorbed the other and became the same store. And it was Babbage's slash software, et cetera. And it was video games and then computer games. Um, and uh, just just for notes, Jeremy and Mike, what did you wager on that one? Uh, or for wagered, your opponents? We wait, gave them uh, um, 300. 300. And Drew and Jeff? Same. Yeah. All right. So after the first question in uh, group three, uh, Jeremy and Mike have 2,400. Drew and Jeff have 800. Our next question, Drew and Jeff, what did you wager on the category of fantasy movies? 8,000 points. <laughs> you only have 800 800 points no uh, no 300 all right you put 300 on this one and jeremy and mike what did you put uh, 200 right uh we all, actually we also did 300 on this one. Oh, did we uh, i think so yep i have 300 for both of you okay never mind there we go i, I my, my notes are bad forget me just hey, forget good. i said anything our question in the category of fantasy movies 
Mazes and Monsters is a 1982 made-for-television movie about a fictional Dungeons & Dragons-esque tabletop RPG. The movie starred what neighborly actor in one of his earliest starring roles? Are you good with that, Mike? Oh, yeah, I'm good with that. Again, I have flavor text, but I won't say it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, if there's one thing I learned about you from the last time we played together, you always have flavor text. It's amazing. You're like the slumdog millionaire. <laughs> it's for being like a trivia writer. Like what I used to write my own shows every week is like I would research. And then like when it comes to this type of stuff, like I'm a huge fantasy nerd. So I'm, not, yep. I'm probably doing my hat for later. But so Jeremy <laughs> and Mike are locked in. Yes. All right. Drew and Jeff talk it out. Uh, um. Jeff, won't you be my neighbor? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, um, I doubt it's Fred Rogers. <laughs> uh, but what but, other famous neighbors can we name? Uh, the guy who played Wilson on Home Improvement. What, and uh, his name is? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the, uh, oh gosh. It's Ned Flanders. It's definitely Ned Flanders. Well, who voiced Ned Flanders? I don't remember who the hell voiced Ned Flanders. Um, I don't remember which one of them. He said, this was 1982. Um, would have been one of his first roles, you said. Um, what neighborly... See, Fred Rogers is already well-known by 82. I'm not, I, I, yeah, I'm it's not Fred Rogers. Like, I, I'd love it to be... I'd love it to be... Um, I'd love it to be the guy from Home Improvement, but who the fuck knows that guy's name? Right. Um, I mean, are we barking up the wrong tree with television here? Are there famous movie neighbors that I'm not thinking of? Like, uh, it's that smug smile on Tim's face that just. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to stick his teeth in right now. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I, I, I don't know. Like, wait, what is the what neighbors? Got it. Okay. Um, the. Uh... Uh, what's the name of the actor who played Mr. Feeney? That's a famous neighbor right there. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't remember his name. Uh, John Adams? No, it's, a, no, no, it's, uh, it's, it's either uh, William Daniel or William Daniels. Uh, Daniels sounds more right. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Want to go with it? That's the only famous. That's the only famous neighbor who I can actually name their name. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? We're, we're locking in Daniels. All right, Drew and Jeff are locking in with Daniels. Jeremy and Mike, hold your flavor text for just a minute and just tell me what you put. Uh, we put Tom Hanks. All right. And Jeremy and Mike, what did you bet on Drew and Jeff's ability? Uh, we bet 100 on theirs. And Drew and Jeff, what did you wager on Mike and Jeremy's ability? 100. All right. So I had to keep a straight ass face while you guys were talking because <laughs> you said Fred Rogers mm -hmm. and you said Wilson. And there's an intersection of those two. Yeah. Who played Damn Fred Alan, Rogers in a God. movie? No, who played <laughs> oh, Fred no, Rogers in a movie? Really? And who starred yeah. along a character named Wilson? It was Tom Hanks. Oh, <laughs> God. Okay. What? I'm sitting here going, Neighborly is supposed to get you to Fred Rogers, who was played by Tom Hanks. Oh. But in Castaway, he starred along a volleyball named Wilson. And you said both of those things. Yeah. But, but Wilson was the neighbor of on Home Improvement, so that wouldn't have necessarily right, gotten right, But there. you were saying yeah, so Wilson, and that cracked me up. Yeah. Uh, 
I was dying. The answer is Tom Hanks. Jeremy, go ahead with your flavor text. Wait, wait, real quick, real quick, before Jeremy does his flavor text, I just want to say, A, that was all Jeremy. I might have gotten there eventually, but my thought process was, well, it's not Fred Rogers. Maybe it's Eddie Murphy because he was Mr. Robinson in Mr. Robinson's <laughs> neighborhood. Like, that's where I went before I got to Tom right, Hanks. But anyway, yeah. sorry, Jeremy, go ahead. Um, yeah, no, I picked up on the clue. Um, I had to think about it a second, but uh, so Monsters and Mayhem is the movie that kicked off basically the satanic panic. It was because that movie. People blame Tom Hanks for that. I say don't blame Tom Hanks. It's not his fault. Uh, so there's a lot of things. Actually, it was brought up in my in our stream this week. I, I do a stream with Brian Nash, uh, Geek Trivia, every Thursday night, and it came up in our chat. Um, blame Tom Hanks for the Satanic Panic. I'm like, don't blame Tom Hanks. It's not his fault for playing this role. He just played it convincingly enough that people were like, oh my God, if you play Dungeons and Dragons, you're summoning demons. And then the satanic panic uh, happened. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of blame for that movie uh, for starting the satanic panic. Um, and that's just another reason that like, oh, not only did I know this because I've seen the movie, I literally had a refresher three days ago. <laughs> Love it. Well, that's good to know. I've had this question written for a while, but yeah, it was Tom Hanks. And I was, thought you were going to get there with all the buzzwords you were throwing and you just didn't quite get there. One of Tom Hanks' earliest roles was in the t- made-for-TV movie uh, Maze- Mazes and Monsters. That's right, but sorry, Monsters and Mayhem is one of the, uh, like, it's an MMO that's coming out that's based kind of around the same rule set, but yes, Mazes and Monsters. I, uh, I'm, I'm just happy I came up with a TV neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So... Heading into the final question of this section, Jeremy and Mike have a commanding lead of 2,800 to Drew and Jeff's 400. Will we see an elimination here? Let's find yeah, out. This. Drew and Jeff, what did you wager on television? Uh, dose 100. And Jeremy and Mike? Uh, we wagered the same. All right. In the category of television, Coy and Vance, played by Byron Cherry and Christopher Mayer, respectively, replaced the titular characters for the fifth season of What TV Show in 1982. They also starred in the first season of an animated spinoff that took them around the world. Was any of that English? (laughs) (laughs) What were the names at the start of that? All right. Coy and Vance played by Byron Cherry and Christopher Mayer, respectively, replaced the titular characters for the fifth season of What TV Show in 1982. They also starred in the first season of an animated spinoff that took them around the world. All right, we're locked in. Drew and Jeff are locked in. Jeremy and Mike talk it out. Go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, we we, uh, we were locked in. We were just kind of chatting back and forth here. Um, so basically, uh, th- this fits the time frame, and I'm 99% sure it's the Dukes of Hazard. All right. Jeremy and Mike are locking in with the Dukes of Hazard. Drew and Jeff, what did you say? I really hope they're right, because uh, the lightning bolt that hit me is I was like, oh, wait. Vance, if I remember correctly, was the replacement on the Dukes of Hazard. So that's what we went with. All right. And... Both of you wagered 200 on the opponent's ability. Uh, and both of you are getting uh, points here. They're, you're both getting it correct. Uh, <laughs> not getting any points. <laughs> Coy and Vance replaced Bo and Luke on the Dukes of Hazard in the fifth season. And then there was an animated uh, spinoff where they went around the world. The animated spinoff is what I was focusing on for way too long. 
Yeah, it only lasted one or two seasons. I think it might have just been one season. It was I think not it, a I think it was two season. seasons, and the second season was Bo and Luke. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what it was then, because uh, they actually got John Snyder and... Uh, oh, God, I always forget, I always forget the other guy. Uh, I forget his name. It's, it's blanking, but like I think they actually voiced the characters. They got them back to voice the characters. All right. And we have entered our final set of three questions. So regardless of uh, whether any team has any points, this will crown uh, the two versus two winner. Our final three categories are in the category food and drink, indie music, and uh, 1950s music. All right. I have Mike and Jeremy's wager. You have ours too. All right. Before we start our first question. Jeremy and Mike, what did you wager on your ability to answer food and drink? We wagered 200 on that one. All right, 200 it is. And Drew and Jeff? Uh, we wagered 300, but I'd like to wager 400 if we can at all. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the rules do not allow for it. Who wrote these anyway? Right. Oh, right, that's me. Uh, no. Our question in the category of food and drink. Found naturally in tomatoes and cheese. Monosodium glutamate, MSG, is a flavor enhancer that triggers which of the five basic tastes? Locked. Drew and Jeff are locked in. Jeremy and Mike? <laughs> oh, we can talk about Okay, so the yeah. five, uh, it, it's, you know, bitter, sweet, salty. Um, but the one I always go with when there's a question like this, because I actually have no idea, uh, and I love to just say it, is umami. Uh, so I just want to go umami and I hope that that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that because my brain is not working. I, I heard five senses instead of five tastes. And I was like, it's not taste. I'm really confused here. So, no, that, that, I, that. I think that so sounds good. Space. I, I, I do, I'm going to say this out loud just because it was funny. Uh, addiction question mark. Like, yeah, I don't think that's one of the five uh, tastes, but it, I mean, it's, it's not, I'm, but that's what I think of when I think of MSG. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, again, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure actually now that I think about it and really thinking of the question, um, yeah. a lot of things to do with Asian food is umami. Um, right. So uh, that's, yeah, I feel even better about it. I said it because it's a joke because I, I love the word. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, we'll log in with umami. All right, Mike and Jeremy lock in with umami. Drew and Jeff, what did you say? Yeah, I mean, we both had this one in 10 seconds. It was it was umami. All right. Drew and Jeff, what did you wager on their ability? We wagered 200 for them. 200. And Jeremy and Mike, what did you wager? Uh, we gave them 100. All right, both teams locking in with umami, and I thought maybe somebody might take the neg bait on monosodium, given that saltiness is a is one mm. of those tastes. But it is umami or savoriness. Jeremy and I like food way too much to take yeah. that neg bait. Yeah. But but like I said, I always like if I don't know the answer and it's like in one of the, it's one of the five tastes, I'm like it's it, I always go umami just because it's like, and I forget that's the one. Yeah. Oddly like enough, food it. and drink is my best learning league category. So yeah, um, there you go. Either my first or second best. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty good. Like uh, we, we, the other thing we talked about in stream was like uh, one of the categories was a reality show that everybody just hated, um, except for the team that asked for it. But my joke was not really joke, but the flavor text was like, I don't watch reality shows except for the cooking shows because I love them, and I learn a lot. And I used to work in restaurants, so when I see these restaurants just doing awful, I'm like, what is wrong with you? It's not that hard. <laughs> all right in the category of indie music drew and jeff what did you wager 
Uh, 200. And Jeremy and Mike, what did you bet? Uh, we bet 300 on that one. All right. In the category of indie music, American music duo She and Him, formed in 2006 in Portland, Oregon, features M. Ward and what actress? Locked in. Mike and Jeremy are locked in. Drew and Jeff? Yeah. So Zooey Deschanel. <laughs> oh, perfect. That's, yeah, let's we, we, uh, go with that. I knew nothing. This is this is one that, uh, yeah, let Mike and I handle this one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. But I'm like, I actually know this one, too. And yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Jeremy and I will go back to shoving MSG in our faces. <laughs> yeah, I like the, the flavor on this one, Mike, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no reflect. Like, I, I would... Uh, I saw you kind of nodding like you knew it. And I was like, okay, if he knows it, then he's not going to care if I just lock in before we even discuss it. But yeah, so yeah. it does. <laughs> yeah. I actually own a, their album. So yeah, then their Christmas album was really good. It really was. I had that one too. <laughs> Jeremy and Mike, what did you bet on Drew and Jeff's ability? Uh, we gave them 200 on that one. All right. And Drew and Jeff, what did you wager? Uh, 100. All right. Well, the answer is Zoe Deschanel. She is the she in She and Him opposite m ward uh, so heading into our final question of the round jeremy and mike have three thousand. drew and jeff have 600 i think this is a runaway uh, but we're gonna play this I, question I anyway because <laughs> watch this hey jeremy jeremy bet you don't have the balls to make this a winner take all despite his rules <laughs> <laughs> no 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 <laughs> What are you trying to play Kim's game already? <laughs> Jeremy and Mike, what did you wager on your ability on this one? Speaking of the 50s. Uh, we put 100 on this one because 50s music is <laughs> way before our time. And Drew and Jeff, what did you wager on 50s music? 100. All right. In the category of 50s music, a 1956 impromptu jam session at Sun Records dubbed the Million Dollar Quartet featured what four recording artists? One of the four does not appear to be heard on the recording, despite receiving credit. Uh, I think one of them is Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> In the 1950s, yeah. Time traveler. <laughs> Jeremy, we're way too on the same page. Um, yeah. oh, all right, you know what? Watch this. Here. We're locked in. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all me. I'm carrying this one. Drew and Jeff are locked in. Mike and Jeremy, what, what do you got up here? Yeah, so I was in the process of typing, and uh, but I was using full names, and Jeremy just sent last names, which is why we had the first three, those exact same. But yeah, uh, we're pretty sure so, we. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Jeremy. I'll say, well, yeah. So I, what I sent was, you know, I, I sent the last name just for speed's sake, but Johnny Cash, yep. Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis. I'm right. uh, like ninety nine percent sure on that. And the uh, last absolutely is, same. Um, like I'm trying to think of who could have been there. Like you've got Buddy Holly, who's there around at that time. You've got yep. the Everly Brothers. You've got Bill Haley and uh, Bill Haley's Comets. Um, Ray Charles, I think, was around back then. You've got my brain Carl went to Chuck Perkins, Berry, but Chuck Berry. Um, God, it was Sun, and he said it was Sun Records, right? Yeah, but that doesn't help me. It could have I been just, um, like uh. Little Richard, um, I mean, he he was in the Elvis movie briefly. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those like I'm just uh, in my head. I'm like listing off like 50s artists, yep. and I'm like, I don't know who the formula. Is. I, I've heard of the Million Dollar Quartet. Same, I same. immediately knew those three, and exactly. I guarantee the one who thinks he doesn't appear on it is probably this fourth person, which is why I don't remember who it is. Right. Um, 
I'm okay locking in with any of those. Like I said, I, I think it was, I, I had Bill Haley, um, the Everly brothers, either one, um, Buddy Holly. Was it, could, it, could it be Buddy Holly before he died? Could I, it be the big bopper? Uh, I like, be, I like Buddy Holly. I think Buddy Holly is a good answer. I mean, I, could it to, be, to be honest, Charles? I, 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 yeah, when a lot of the ones I thought of, I'm like, I hate to say it this way, but it, I'm like, it was the 1950s. Would they have been there because racism? Um, <laughs> Um, I don't. I just don't then, know. Then you, get, like, then you also get the music industry where some of that was, uh, depending on who you were with, you know, at the time, some of that was pushed aside because they didn't. And care. that's true. That's um, true. And maybe that's what it is. And I'm hoping maybe we should go with somebody like Ray Charles or or something like that because maybe it was a thing. And like, and then I feel really bad if it is that I don't remember that that <laughs> was the standout person in this group. <laughs> right. Um. I don't. I don't know. Pick. Pick one. I. I could go anyway. I don't. I just don't know who the fourth one is. The three the that you like, guys, or do we say that they actually allowed in a black artist uh, as they should I, have? Um, absolutely. But, By the way, that's a great show title for this episode: the four white guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, but again, it, it's one of those. I know I've heard of this group. I immediately knew those three. Like, yeah. It, it same. Just wasn't even. It, a question but who's the fourth um I, i'm okay going either buddy holly or ray charles i would say pick one of those two and let's just go with it let's let's do ray charles okay let's all right so you're locking in with break racial barriers and go ray charles yep. and you're oh you're, who are the four uh jerry lee lewis elvis presley johnny cash and ray charles all right and drew and jeff who did you lock in with Jeff, take right, us away. So this was a thousand if we get here. this question right, all of the credit goes to one Patterson Hood, the lead vocalist of the Drive-By Truckers, yep. who wrote a song about Sun Records called Carl Perkins' Cadillac. So Carl Perkins is the fourth one that we yes, put alongside uh, Elvis Presley, uh, Johnny Cash, and Jerry Lee Lewis. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Too. He, was, he was on my list, and I'm like, nah. That, no, you guys are right. You're absolutely right. Like now that scratch it, like it didn't scratch it when I said it, but now you say it. I'm like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. it. Jeremy and Mike, what did you bet on their ability? Uh, let's see. We gave them 300 on that one. And Drew and Jeff, what did you wager? Also 300. 300. All right. So the million dollar quartet is Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis. Johnny Cash is the one who isn't heard, but oh, is still credited actually. Maybe and the fourth tired. member is Carl Perkins. Mm -hmm. All right. Good job, Jeff. A little consolation at the end there. I, I, we did just what we said we're going to, but the money did not come in stacks for us. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the two verse two round, after 12 questions, Jeremy and Mike are the winners with 2,600 to Drew and Jeff's 1,000. Drew and Jeff, I encourage you to stick around and talk. Crash. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I will absolutely heckle the shit out of you guys. <laughs> Yo, hey Jeff, do you want to take bets? Hey, yes. All right, let's I, do yeah, this. Jeremy. I just, I just uh, want, I just want everyone to know, Jer Jeremy carried us so much in this rat in that two v two round that I just, I'm. All right, I'm doubling my bet yeah. on Jeremy. <laughs> you, you know what's funny is that I've been on two shows now with Jeremy. I believe I have only heard him get two questions wrong. Mm-hmm. Like we've been total. on the same too, so you're absolutely right. I, right, yeah, I've Mike, you, you and I. It hasn't gone my way, so it's well, just it's funny because you always say that, and then everything we listen to you on, it I goes lost, your way. I lost <laughs> two of yours in a row, Drew. <laughs> hey, trivia lovers. 
Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative. Interactive. Intoxicating. All right. So now the friends have become enemies. We're going to take your remaining points, which is 2,600. We're going to divide them between the two of you and see if we can't crown a champion right here tonight. So each of you are going to start with 1,300 points. The same rules apply, still doing the 300, 200, 100, and you're still betting on your opponent's ability. Hopefully, you guys have learned something about each other in this first round. I haven't found a weak point yet, but I guess. Oh, they're there. They are there. The only other thing that changes is that once one team locks it, one player locks in, the other player automatically triggers a 30-second timer where I need an answer. Are we ready for the one-on-one round? Gulp. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Our first three categories, science, film, and television. Tim, do you ask geography or history questions just out of curiosity? There are some this in this thing? round. I, <laughs> I literally just randomized. <laughs> I actually tend to write quite a few history-related questions. Uh, maybe not so much as much geography. I need to work on that. But there are quite a few history questions. They just didn't come up in that first round. The next round has the next set of questions has a history question. So, ooh, these guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord, you uh, you guys uh, rocket scientists over there, huh? <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, so Jeremy, what did you wager on your ability for science? Um, I thought this could go a whole bunch of different directions, so I did 100. And Mike, what did you say? I also did 100 for the same reason. All right. In the category of science, serving aboard the space shuttle Endeavor, what was the name of the first black woman to travel into space? All right, I'm locking him. All right, Mike, you have 30 seconds to talk it out. I, I, I hate that I don't know this. Uh, I really, really hate that I, I don't know this. I feel like I should, but... Not, not, nothing is coming to me. Um, unfortunately, uh, I'm going to name a woman that I know flew on the Endeavor, which, which is Barbara Morgan, who was uh, Krista McAuliffe's backup for uh, the Challenger. So that's, but even though I know it's not right. So your final answer is? Barbara Morgan, even though I know it's not right, just so I know it, so I can show that I know a little something. All right, Jeremy, what did you say? Um, I, oh God, I hope it's right. I, I, uh, I think, and I, I apologize if I'm wrong on this one. Uh, I believe it is Mae Jemison. Jeremy, what did you wager on Mike's ability? Um, I wagered 100. I, I went safe on this one, not knowing where it would go. All right. And Mike, what did you wager? Uh, I wagered 300. All right. Again, not it, knowing where this one would go. <laughs> and the first black woman to travel into space? Yeah. is Mae Jemison. Yeah, he, he, he got it, absolutely. 
So it's after, like I was not confident that I should have been way more confident because I, that's the name that came to mind. But I'm like, I don't know if that's right. Hey, yeah. I, I named I named a woman I knew for a fact. I named a woman I knew for a fact was not black. So that's how little I had on that one. If, if I sent the right answer to Drew before Mike responded, does that mean I'm now back in the game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you're both wrong. It's Nichelle Nichols. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, technically. So after our first question in round two, Jeremy has 1,500 and Mike has 900. Yeah, that was a rough one. Uh, Mike losing 400 points there while Jeremy picks up 200. Uh, Mike, what did you wager on your ability for film? Uh, well, Jeff's number one category in Learned League is food and drink. Mine is film. I gave it 300. <laughs> and Jeremy, what did you wager? I'm double checking, but I'm pretty sure I gave this one 300 as well. You did. In the category of film, which 1983 James Bond film, the second to be based on the Thunderball novel, was reportedly named because Sean Connery had previously stated incorrectly that he would not return to the role. Locked, Locked in. in. All right. <laughs> uh, I heard Mike second, so Mike, go ahead and give your answer. Uh, never say never again. I, I don't think it's actually officially considered a James Bond film, but it's never say never again. And Jeremy? Yeah, he took all the flavor text. It was, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was uh, him coming back. I think under Warner Brothers, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, what, it was whatever again. it was. It wasn't the broccolis. So, yeah, yeah, it wasn't the broccolis. It was not. Um, oh, now my brain just shot for the actual like company that does it. But it, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it, it's definitely uh, Sean Connery's last film coming back after Roger Moore had already started, and it was, uh, nope. yeah, never seen ever again. And it was, uh, sorry, uh, Jeremy. What did you wager on Mike's ability here? uh 200 and mike what did you what did you think jeremy's capabilities were i gave jeremy 100 on this one all right so both of you are picking up points mike uh gains a net of 200 and jeremy gains a net of 100 it was never say never again so after question number two jeremy has 1600 mike has 1100 jeremy what did you wager on your ability for television i went 200 on this one and Mike? I also went 200 on this one. All right, 200 points for each of you. In the category of television, the theme song for what TV series and later movies was composed by Lalo Schifrin and, appropriately, contains the titular organization in Morse code? Lalo! Get me on my knees! Damn it, Jeff. Tim, can you repeat that, please? I'm going to lock in because I think it makes sense. All right. And that's what uh, I'm going to. Yeah. The theme song for what TV series and later movies was composed by Lalo Schifrin and appropriately contains the titular organization in Morse code. Mike, you have 30 seconds. Uh, I'm just going to I'm not going to overthink it because I don't know it. And I'm just going to say the first television show that popped into my head, which is Mission Impossible. All right. And Jeremy, what did you say? Uh, the, the exact same thing. The first thing that came to my head um, as I'm thinking of this question is Mission Impossible. Because it's, you know, Jeremy, what did you wager on Mike's ability here? Uh, 300 on this one. And Mike, what did you wager on Jeff's or Jeremy's? Sorry. I gave him 200. All right. So the theme song is two longs and two shorts. Two longs in Morse code is the letter M. And two shorts is hmm. I. Bum, bum, 
bum, bum, bum, bum, bum, bum, bum, bum, bum, bum. Mission Impossible is the answer. Nice. I love it. That is an interesting fact. I did not know that fact. That is awesome. I, I heard that. I heard that driving home one day, and I was like, "Oh my god, it is!" Yeah. And that's got to be a <laughs> trivia question. Uh, and actually, I think in recent, in like the last two weeks, it was on the everyday Q and A at some hmm. point. I am like two oh, weeks yeah. behind on actually looking at my calendar. I'm a year <laughs> behind, so just let's just you know. <laughs> My wife has made it an annual thing. It, the pre-orders usually open around July, and my birthday's at the beginning of July. So one of my gifts every year is she pre-orders the Q&A calendar, and so I get it for the following year. I, I forgot to order it, but then it went on sale once the new year hit for $15, and I was like, score! Yep. <laughs> and it's out of stock now. I just yeah. checked for it. All right. Let's move on to section two in round two. Our three categories are movies, nonfiction literature, and history. There's the damn history question. <laughs> can, we, can we all just cut to the chase and say what they're putting on the nonfiction literature question? <laughs> I bet you that's a pair of 100 300s. <laughs> Jeremy's changing it right now just to fuck with it. Not at all. If I had a nickel for every time a podcaster said, oh, don't worry, we'll edit that out, I would be able to yeah, retire. Show. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. year end in review, like you literally said it in the text. I'm gonna, uh, we're going to take a break here, edit out, and we're chatting during the break and you left the whole thing in. Oh, he actually, yeah. no, that was really funny because he met, he messaged us in our private pub trivia experience chat like the day later and he goes oh gosh i completely forgot to edit all that out and i was just yeah. listening back to the episode we were rolling it was great yeah. no but it was I mean, it was, was nothing like, bad that's the great we thing it was nothing bad building up some people in the community like i think lauren carey got brought up like oh, i love lauren carey she's awesome and, like that's all like that yep. all got left in and i'm like well i finally yep. got to meet her last week i met her and carmella and russ nice Oh, that's awesome. uh, oh, Russ, is, yeah. Russ is fantastic. I love Russ. Russ is me. Yeah, no, <laughs> Russ is awesome. Like, seriously, awesome dude. Like, like, no joke, Russ and I spent half the time, like, we both grew up in the same part of Michigan. Uh, so, like, we were all just talking about, like, oh, when we hung out here and that's there funny. and this <laughs> other place and... <laughs> Too funny. Mike, what did you wager on your ability to answer the uh movies question uh i wagered 300 on this one for me and jeremy what did you do i wagered 300 on this for me too all right in the category of movies eddie valiant is the private eye hired by rk maroon to investigate uh concerning circumstances surrounding the titular character in what 1988 robert zemeckis film we should just three two one this i'm assuming there's a yeah. bad history of the no, show for three two wanting it, but maybe we can erase that here. Let's make it happen. You ready? All right. <laughs> so three, two, one. Who, Who framed, framed Roger, Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yes. Uh, you're not in the game anymore. <laughs> I know, but I still know it. <laughs> it's great. And, I knew and, a movie question. Damn it! That's, that's, give me the, I was the same. I, I was the going. same. And appropriately, both of you gave uh, that 100 on the other's ability. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so after the first question, it is Jeremy with 1,700 and Mike with 1,300. 
Jeremy, what did you wager on your ability for nonfiction literature? Uh, this is another one of those categories tonight that could go in a million different places. I won 100. I, I played it safe. All right. And Mike, what did you say? I exact same thing, 100. All right. In the category of nonfiction literature, Death in the Afternoon is a 1932 nonfiction book by Ernest Hemingway about what subject, which he also discussed in The Sun Also Rises. I can lock in. I, I, I can lock in as well. I, 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 I'm, thank you for The Sun Also Rises clue, because I don't know much about this book. But Sun Also Rises is absolutely bullfighting. So I am going to lock in with bullfighting and not overthink this. And Mike, what did you say? Yeah, it's, it's definitely bullfighting. I also locked in with that. Mike, what did you wager on Jeremy's ability here? Well, I'm now regretting this, but I wagered 300. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy, what did you wager on Mike's ability? I'm just giving it back, 300. <laughs> <laughs> and so we are at 1,500 for Jeremy, Mike with 1,100. Uh, Mike, what did you wager on history? This one is another one that could go either way, but or in a number of different ways, but I still felt better about it than nonfiction literature, so I wagered 200. <laughs> and Jeremy? Yeah, same thing. Uh, it, it was the, there were these two categories. Is like, which one do I give one? Which one do I give two? Uh, two. All right. Both of you wagering 200. And as a spoiler alert, you both bet 200 against each other. <laughs> Process of elimination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. In the category of history, used similarly to trial by combat, what was the name for the ancient judicial practice that determined guilt by subjecting them to a painful or at least unpleasant and usually dangerous experience. In addition to combat, examples include fire, boiling oil, hot or cold water, and ingestion. Jeff, how quick did you lock in? <laughs> I actually don't know this one, Tim. I, well, I have a guess. Like, I have a guess. Um, but I wouldn't be able to be 100% confident in it. Uh, God, this is... Mm -hmm. Say it one more time. Uh, I, maybe, I'm missing, maybe I'm missing a clue here. I was about to ask the same thing, yeah. Used similarly to trial by combat, what was the name for the ancient judicial practice that determined guilt by subjecting them to a painful, or at least unpleasant, and usually dangerous experience? In addition to combat, examples include fire, boiling oil, hot or cold water, and ingestion. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, I'm going to lock it with somebody. I don't think it's right, but just to make him uh, get in that 30-second timer. All right, Jeremy, uh, Mike, 30 seconds. Yeah, honestly, uh, trial, like I was like, trial by fire is a phrase that I know. Um, but so that's, you know, that kind of is the thing. Uh, uh, and I really don't have a leg to stand on here. Um, you know, I don't even know if it's going to be like a trial by phrasing or something else. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> since, 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 since I've got nothing, I'm just going to say uh, trial by torture. I, I really don't know. I'm intrigued right. to hear, though. Mike locking in with trial by torture. Jeremy, what did you say? I was going to say trial by punishment because um, I got nothing else, but it almost sounds like they're punishing someone. So I, I don't know. That's where I'm going. All right. And you both gave 200. Does anybody in the peanut gallery have a guess? Uh, I was originally thinking auto de fe, but then you said ancient on the reread. And I was like, uh, that's not ancient. Uh, so I went with ordeal, actually. Trial by mm. ordeal ah, is the answer oh, we were looking for. No, yep. said it, and I'm like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. As soon as he said it, I was like, yeah, I had I a second reading, and I was like, oh, okay. nice. 
Trial by deal or no deal. All right. Yes, it was trial by ordeal. And coming out of the second set of questions, Jeremy has 1,500. Mike has 1,100. Our next three categories are poetry, history, and geography. Calling my shot here on the one three hundred being on poetry. Um, can we get a reroll on these? <laughs> God, roses are red, violets are blue. Looking at poetry, you both are screwed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we we have our wagers. Uh, let's start with Jeremy. Jeremy, what did you bet on poetry? This is not a strong category, but usually I know some poets, I know some poetry, but there's so much out there that I don't. I went 100. All right. And Mike, what did you bet on your ability? Well, poetry was looking like a pretty solid 100 until I heard the rest of the category. So I actually gave it 200. All right. In the category of poetry, a senryu and a haiku are forms of Japanese poems that are often very similar in structure. In fact, most haiku you wrote in school were probably actually senryu. This is because most haiku are about nature, and therefore generally contain a kigo that indicates what? Fuck you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> the blank stares from Mike and Jeremy right now. Can, can I get it? It was a long one, but can I get a reread? Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, a senryu, S-E-N-R-Y-U. And a haiku are forms of Japanese poems that are often very similar in structure. In fact, most haiku you wrote in school were probably actually senryu. This is because most haiku are about nature and therefore generally contain a kigo to indicate what. All right, I'm, I'm going to pull that lock in and make him think fast. Uh, All right, I'm Mike, you sure. have 30 seconds. I wag and that's about I it. I, I, I honestly don't know. The f I'm just going to say the first thing that popped in my head, was, which is to indicate the season. All right, point. Mike locks in with season. Jeremy, what did you lock in with? <laughs> that is exactly what I'm locking in with. Oh, the only thing that has to do with nature is season, and I'm like, I, that's the first thing that popped in my head. I don't know if that's right, but uh, that is what I was locking in with. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's face says it all, man. I, I take it that, yeah. Jeremy, what did you wager? What did you wager on Mike's ability to pull an answer out of his ass? <laughs> 300. And Mike, what did you wager on Jeremy's ability to pull that same answer? Uh, 300. All right. So you're both right. Oh, God. <laughs> the difference between a haiku and a senryu is that a haiku indicates the season and is about nature. So they both <laughs> generally follow that 575 structure. So if you wrote a haiku in school, you were probably actually writing a senryu unless you were writing about nature and included a kigo <laughs> that's amazing right, see here this question is crap how the hell did they do that <laughs> <laughs> i'm still in shock yo <laughs> right now it is springtime yo <laughs> So after the first question in that section, Jeremy has a 13, 
a 1300 point lead or 1300 points over mike's 1000 points a 300 point lead we've got a close match with five <laughs> questions to go backwards mike yes Okay. Some of it has to do with how the wagers are. Neither one of us thought we were going to wag that that poetry no. question. I'm, I'm still not over that because Me neither. I, literally in my head, no. that's all I came to. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I can't think of anything else. I have no idea. I don't know enough about haikus other than 575 and things like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to exactly. lock it with seasons and be done and move on because if it's wrong, it's wrong. All right. Uh, Mike, what did you wager on your ability for history? Uh, well, yet again, process of elimination. I didn't like wagering this much, but uh, I felt stronger than the other two categories. So I wagered 300 and I wasn't expecting that wag in the first question. So, And Jeremy, what did you wager? Uh, exactly the same, 300. In the category of history, what generic nickname was given to personalities such as Rita Zucca and Mildred Galars during World War II? Mildred Galars was the first woman in U.S. history to be convicted of treason. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going with the first thing popping my head and locking in. Mike is locked in. Jeremy, you got 30 seconds. Um, shoot. Um, okay. The second reread, I think, might have gotten me there. And I might be... Uh, God, I hope I don't have this name wrong. Um, I think it was Axis Sally is where I'm going on that. It might have been something else. But Jeremy, so you're locking in with that? Yes. Jeremy's locked in with Axis Sally. Mike, what did you say? Yeah, he could he could very well be right. I I locked in with I thought this was a specific person, but the first thing that popped in my head was like Tokyo Rose. So I locked in with that. Ooh, actually. Ooh. All right. And Jeremy, what did you bet on Mike's ability? Um, I did 100 on this one because out of those three categories, at least for me, that seems the strongest. And Mike and I seem to be on the same page a lot. So. All right. And Mike, what did you bet? Same exact thing. 100 for Jeremy as well. All right, so this is the basically the European counterpart to Tokyo ah, Rose. Yeah. It is Axis Sally. Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, I know so you, you said that, though, and I second guess. I'm like, shit, I know that. <laughs> basically, yeah. these women were for the, the European front, what Tokyo Rose was to yep. the Pacific front. Yeah. So you were in yeah, that I was right literally sitting here just thinking god what the hell is the european equivalent of tokyo rose <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even know there was one i mean there had to be really but i, I just didn't know sally or and then sandy came in my head i'm like no that's because of greece like i think that's where i'm getting that from, greece <laughs> <laughs> nicely sandy. done jeremy Thank you. all right sandy. question number three in this set is in the category of what did i say geography jeremy what did you wager here um i wagered 200 stupidly because geography is my worst category usually but again history could have gone anywhere and mike what did you wager uh geography is notoriously uh one that i am extremely inept in so i wagered 100 all right our question in geography nicknamed yesterday isle and tomorrow island what is the official name for the two islands that are separated by about two miles and 21 hours because the international date line runs between them all right, I can lock in. <sighs> Jeremy's locked in. Mike, you have 30 seconds. Oh, it's the little and the big. Is it Diomedes or something like that? It's something like that. I think that's what I'm going to say. Little, the big and little Diomedes, if I'm thinking of the right thing. All right, and Jeremy. Yeah, when talking in the plural, I think it is little and big Diomedes. So I, was, I did little and big Diomede because I think that's little Diomede and big Diomede, but it'd be the little oh. and big Diomedes as plural. So, yeah. All right. 
And and just as a, a spoiler, both of you wagered 200 on each other's ability. Uh, the answer is the Diomede Islands. So you both are getting credit there. We are entering the final set of questions, and Jeremy has 1,700 points, and Mike has 500. Mm -hmm. It can still go any way, either way. But here we go. Our final three categories of the night are in classic television, food and drink, and music. All right. I need to stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't seemed to hurt you so far. It's just, I'm so tired today. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay, this is starting to catch up to me now. All right. In the category of classic television, uh, Mike, let's start with you. What did you wager on this ability or this question? I wagered 200 for myself on this one. All right. And Jeremy, how strong were you on it? I went 300 out of these three categories. Um, I have, I, I spent my teenage years watching a ton of classic TV. <laughs> um, so hoping for a couple specific shows here, but we'll see what happens. All right. In the category of classic television, born in Kennedy Township, Pennsylvania, Michael Keaton had one of his earliest roles playing one of the Flying Zucchini Brothers on what children's television show? And if it matters, Zucchini is Z-O-O-K-E-E-N-I. Hmm. Jeremy's locked in. Mike, you have 30 seconds. Yeah, I got nothing on this one. Um, I was trying to pull a couple different things. Keaton it was, it was one of his first roles. It probably would have been like late 70s when I think of children's shows around that time. And it's not like, you know, Sesame Street or something like that. I think of the electric company. It's the first thing popping in my head. It's what I'm going to lock in with. All right. Mike locks in with the electric company. Jeremy, what did you say? Actually, I don't have a lot of uh, thunder on this one. But the first thing I thought of around that time was Mr. Rogers. So I went with Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. All right. <laughs> Jeremy, what did you wager on Mike's ability here? Uh, 200. 200. And Mike, what did you wager here? Well, started regretting this as soon as Jeremy started talking about uh, how this was his 300, but I wagered 300 for him on this one, too. So, Michael Keaton, born in Pennsylvania, Ow. got wow. his start Damn it. on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Damn it. I should have picked that up on that. He, he was one of the Flying Zucchini Brothers, and he also worked the trolley behind the scenes. Now that you say that, I remember hearing that somewhere I in the back of my head. That. I just guessed it around that time, like, and electric, I heard electric company. I'm like, that might be it because that's. But guess what that means? It means I'm, I'm at zero. Mike is out of points. Yep. Our winner this evening and the first ever champion of Frenemy Trivia is none other than Jeremy Goodson. I think it should be Drew and Jeff because we put Mr. Rogers in your head. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So good game, Jeremy. Good game, Tim. Or good game, Mike. Or good game, Tim. Great questions. Uh, yeah, no, great game. All around. So that, ladies and gentlemen, brings our first ever game of Frenemy Trivia to a close. Jeremy, how are you feeling after that win? A uh, couple wild-ass guesses on that one, but it feels good to kick off the show with a win. <laughs> and Mike, you played well, but it just wasn't quite enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, there were, uh, obviously, I definitely regret that wager at the, uh, on that last question. Uh, and then a couple things, you know, I was in the ballpark, but just went the wrong way. And uh, Jeremy had more, uh, he just went the right way on a, on a couple of them too. So he played he played great. And like I said, he carried us through the two v two. So I had a, I knew this was going to be a challenging matchup, and it was 
it was a lot of fun. Drew, what did you think? How did I play for you? Oh, fuck you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, I love the game. I love the format. Um, yeah. It really has like a, a game show type of vibe to mm-hmm. it rather than just, you know, answering trivia questions. Um, it has it has a it has a unique dynamic that I, I think is going to play very well. And uh, anytime uh, you need anyone last minute, uh, holla at your boy. All right. Jeff, what are your thoughts as we finish this first episode? Yeah, it's a fascinating uh, format and just reminds me how much tim's and my trivia knowledge do not overlap (laughs) (laughs) that's fair so yeah i'm jeremy you can find me uh, at uh, lk jeremy Uh, i do a lot of twitch streaming uh a lot of a lot of you know trivia lingo things like that um yeah jeremy jeremy goodson well, before we go, we want to give everyone a chance to plug anything they have. So we'll start with today's winner, Jeremy. No, this was a fun game. Uh, Tim. This is a great concept. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes. Uh, for me, uh, the one thing I always tell people on the trivia to check out is Thursday nights, twitch.tv slash LK Jeremy. Uh, Brian Nash and I do a uh, co-stream of his geek trivia show. And uh, so the first four rounds are written by him. They're uh, ones he'd put on the live show and we do it on Twitch. Uh, and then round five, we roll a die at the end of each game. Uh, wh- wherever you ended up in the rankings at the end, that's your number and you get to choose the category for round five for the following week, which I write uh, for the show. And uh, yeah, anybody has a chance to win. So you don't have to be in there like, oh, I got to get first place or something. Like everybody has an equal chance. Uh, Your number is just where you end up at the end of the game. And we have a lot of fun with that. Uh, There are interesting categories that come up sometimes. And uh, (laughs) not everybody's always happy with those categories, but it is what it is. Because if you you win, you get to choose and that's your wheelhouse. Like you can either choose something in a wheelhouse or you can choose something funny like venereal diseases. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing that's from experience. Uh Uh-huh. Or porn parodies of real movies. Or we had like The Princess Bride. Or the one that really got people going last week was uh, Vanderpump Rules, which... uh, I knew nothing about and pulled all the questions I could just by reading the wiki. And I am a worse person for having read that wiki. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're glad we had you here, Mike. What do you have to say as we leave? Uh, As I mean, as far as extracurricular activities, my primary ones are the pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology. I'm guessing folks that are listening to this show are probably familiar with those, but on the extreme off chance you are not, you can find those on any podcast platforms. Uh, Beyond that, just, you know, the, the usual thing of just, you know, uh, yeah, I will take, take a little something from, from personal experience today. Uh, we had a friend have an emergency and um, just, it was, it ended up being a very chaotic day, but it, it just, it reinforces the general principle of you never really know what anybody else is going through in any given moment, even if they put on a brave face. So just be, be kind to each other, you know, just don't be a dick. <laughs> That's all we I got to say. Um, Wheaton's law, exactly. Yeah, coming out of a, a thing from Comic Con with Will Wheaton, and he goes, "Just don't be a dick." Yeah, mm-hmm. like is nope. it that hard? <laughs> <laughs> Drew, what do you have to say? Uh, yeah, I've already mentioned it a few times because I'm a very big uh, whore and self promoter. <laughs> uh, Nerd off is my podcast. Um, if you like Tim's content, uh, you'll probably like mine. We do, we do. Uh, unlike Jeff and Tim. 
uh, Tim and I overlap a lot in things we write about. Um, but yeah, if you, you know, if you guys, uh, aren't supporting, uh, uh, pub trivia experience or boozy bracketology on Patreon, they do have one. Uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash P T E B B. Uh, it, you know, it helps them put out more content like this. The, the more support they get, the more creative ideas they come up with and the more stuff they throw out into the universe for, for all of us to enjoy. So, uh, go support them if you have the ability. And Jeff. Yep. Hi. I, I have nothing to plug. Um, I, uh, unless, you know, if you're developing a, uh, a drug for whatever, for whatever reason, and you happen to have liver injury or kidney injury issues, give me a call. Uh, but that's probably not going to be a whole lot of you. Uh, so anyway, just go with what those guys said. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for the inaugural episode of Frenemy Trivia. Like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. The hope is that this will become its own show alongside the Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology podcast. So let us know what you thought. In the meantime, head on over to our Discord, ptebb.com slash Discord, and discuss the episode, or really anything. We're all over there, and the conversation's quite active. You can support us at patreon.com slash ptebb and get on on one of our tiers to help us make our show even better. But we know not everyone can, and we get it. You can still support us by sharing the podcast with your friends. Until next time, I've been Tim. I'm Jeremy. I'm Mike. I'm Drew. And I'm Jeff. Have a good week, everybody.